0: Welcome back, Murder in the Black fam. It is your host, Steph. And before we kiki and get into our little talking session that we always do, I wanted to go ahead and announce our giveaway winners. Before I announce, I wanted to let you guys know I'm literally going to give y'all a week to get back in contact with me. I only had one person leave their handle in the uh written reviews and so I want everybody to get back in contact with me. So I want to put this out here and maybe I'll extend it another week depending on how much feedback I get. But if you can reach out to us if you hear your name on either Instagram or TikTok, which I'm pretty sure everybody has one of those. Um for sure, for sure. Send us a message so we can get your information so we can send these gift cards out. OK, so the first person is Kisa H and Kisa left us a review on Apple Podcasts, and she just had such beautiful things to say about us. So Kisa, you're getting a gift card, girl. I'm feeling like Oprah, y'all like you get a gift card and you get a gift card. The next person is Lit Mommy. Lit Mommy actually did send us her um, Instagram handle, I believe. And so we will be reaching out to you, Lit Mommy, because you lit girl. Ow. Um, and then Unsure underscore 77 sent us a um, another written review. So thank you. Thank you so much for just like taking the time out to even just say that you liked it. We appreciate that. Um, So we got some voice messages and I'm so excited because y'all don't mind it. I'll go by Steph, but my name is Stephanie and we had two Stephanie's y'all. So Stephanie Boyd and Stephanie Corporal. Thank you. Thank you so much for sending us a voice message. Y'all actually will hear their voice messages at the end of this episode. Um, So Stephanie Boyd and Stephanie, um, The other Stephanie, uh, we need y'all to get back in touch with us so we can find out um, what your handles are, get your address and all that good stuff um, so we can send you your gift card. Okay. also Juanita Harris left us a voice message that was so sweet. We definitely appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for participating in our giveaway. Uh, We will be hosting other giveaways. And we just want to say thank you so much for your support. Y'all's support has been endless. We've even had people tag us on Instagram, um, on TikTok, you know, saying they heard our story or they're listening to our podcast. So thank you so much. And we look forward to hearing from all of you. you. So we have our giveaway announcement all done, wrapped up with a bow. But, of course, we have to kiki before we get into our true crime story for the day, right? So I didn't want to get back on here and, like, do a whole nother sad love song. Like, girl, we've had so much going on and we haven't been able to do it and I'm so sorry. And we're going to be consistent and blah, blah, blah. I mean, I just did not want to get on here and say that, okay? Okay. But I also feel like it's worthy to tell you guys this message because my mom kind of pulled my coattails and said, girl, what's going on with Murder in the Black? And I'm like, you know what, mama? That's a good, that's a good question. Shout out to Donna J. So she said, you know, what's going on? Like, why aren't you doing that? And I knew that I needed to get back on the horse like and do it again, but I just have had so much stuff going on that you know I haven't I have not made that a priority. But I'm so happy my mom said that to me. And one thing my mom has said to me throughout my life is it's not how you start, but it's how you finish. And I know that's probably a mess. That was a message for me in this particular area of my life, but I wanted to say that's a message for everybody like It's not how you start that matters. It's how you finish. And you can start off really, really good. But if you don't ever finish it, who cares, right? So I wanted to say that in hopes that it encourages, you know, the murder in the black family. Like, however you can make that applicable to your life. Remember that. So instead of beating yourself up because you may have fell off of working out or you may have fell off of eating right, that doesn't matter. Give yourself some grace and get back on the horse and ride it again. So that's what I'm doing because coincidentally, not so coincidentally, because I personally don't believe in coincidences. This happened. My mom said this to me in the month of September and the month of September is when I started recording on TikTok for Murder in the Black. And I started that solo. A solo effort cuz MD was really kind of starting her career and being a lawyer and being a full-time mom and having a baby and so a lot of stuff was going on so I made a commitment that I was going to get on TikTok and we've had such success with TikTok. We've had such success here on this podcast. And while MD and I are tra- trying to figure out this schedule, right? Of how can we record together? How do we make this something that we're consistently doing, I don't feel like you guys should have to suffer um, while we figure that out. So just know, you're going you're gonna to be getting this consistent content, child. You're going to be good, you, even if it's just me. So, you know, um, definitely MD and I will figure that out. And that's for us to figure out. But I want to make sure that we are consistently giving you guys content. So that's that. I hope that didn't sound like another sad love stone, And I hope that sounded like encouragement. You know, it's giving encouragement. So with that said as well, I also wanted to say shout out to people who left some comments and left some reviews that weren't so great. Um, We got a couple of comments that was more of a critique. I appreciate that. Um, It wasn't Negative, it was a critique, and I think I am the type of person where I sometimes don't want to receive criticism. I think that's probably true for most of us in the human experience. But some person said that you know sometimes y'all can get too subjective and you can be a little redundant. Maybe we can change that, and then another person said, um. They didn't, they, and I don't know when this was exactly, but the sound quality, and we do have some episodes where our sound quality is not great, but I can say that in recent episodes from season one to season two, you can tell there's a jump in quality. So I hope that you guys are enjoying the quality and we want to make sure that we say we do appreciate criticism, positive criticism that makes us better, right? So without further ado, y'all, let's jump into our story of the week. I'm entitled, in this case, A Tale of Two Southern Cities. It takes place in Wilmington, North Carolina, and Montgomery, Alabama. When we meet up with Dominique Atkins, she's being raised by her mother and father in Wilmington, North Carolina. And by all appearances, Dominique has a very traditional upbringing. She's in the house with both of her parents, and they love and adore her. However, her parents decided to not be together. So while they weren't romantically involved, they decided that it was so important to them that... Dominique grew up with both of them being in her life, that they sacrificed living separately and lived together for the sake of Dominique. Now, Dominique was very spoiled. I'm talking about spoiled rotten, y'all. Whatever y'all think of, when you think of spoiled rotten, I think of the little girl from the chocolate factory who was like, No, daddy, I want some more. Or is that Oliver Twist? Y'all, help me out. It was a girl on Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory, who was just like spoiled, like, no, daddy, daddy, daddy. Y'all know who I'm talking about. Don't act like you don't know. And that's what it reminds me of. This is what Dominique reminds me of. She was spoiled rotten. She had the latest clothes, the latest shoes, like anything that you could want as a kid. Dominique. Oh, she had it. And her parents were going to make sure that she had whatever she wanted. And she like became a person who was always or who always had an expectation of expecting. Right. And I'm a young mother. I have young children and my son's four years old. And whenever I go to the store, whether it's with him or without him, you know, he's like, mommy, what you got? You got me a toy because he is connected going to the store with getting a toy that I've done that a lot excessively obviously because he's picked up that that's a habit and I've had to tell my son just because we go to the store don't mean we're getting a toy but that is an attitude of an expectation and I'm expecting I have an expectation that when you go to the store I'm gonna get a toy you better show up mama You know what I mean? And her parents never really corrected that. They actually basked in that. And that really became something negative as Dominique grew up. But when she was young, it was it was it worked out for her. It worked out well for her. And so she continued to have this attitude of an expectation of expecting. As she began to grow, she was very outgoing. She had tons of friends. She was super popular. And, you know, going through puberty, of course, she began to romantically like boys. And I think some would say that she was boy crazy. But I think she had a fair, reasonable, in my mind, at least, um, a reasonable, you know, um, interaction with boys. She liked them. However, this this did cause some people to say that she was boy crazy because she did become pregnant at 16. So she dropped out of high school, but nothing changed for Dominique. She was still very spoiled. Her parents took care of her financially. Nothing changed. She still got everything she wanted. The only thing that was different is now she had a baby. And, you know, I don't know anyone personally who became a teen mom, But you would think that obviously her parents are still going to support her financially for the most part, but you would think that maybe her parents would insist that she gets a job or that she even just stayed in high school so that she would afford her child a better upbringing by educating herself and getting a better job, hopefully when she's done with high school. But that's not what happened. They continue to spoil Dominique. And before you know it, four years have gone by. And Dominique has two more children and she's 20 years old and she's now carrying her fourth child. And although Dominique was young, she was still looking for that special someone. You know, she had a couple of failed relationships behind her belt and she just really wanted someone to start a life with and have the financial security As well as the romantic relationship that she really craved for. And she had financial security with her parents. But she was wanting to step out of that role and step into a relationship with with someone who could really care for her. So we can always go back and forth about do people really have a type? Do you have a type? But what we do know is that Dominique for sure had a type. She loved Military men. She found them very attractive aesthetically. um, She felt like they could offer her security financially and protection. And she just wanted to be with one. There was a lot of military bases around Wilmington, North Carolina. And so she just kind of found her fit, what worked for her in the past. And so she liked it. So when she saw Marquise Cheatham hanging out at her friend's house one day, It was kind of an instant connection. Marquise was very attractive to Dominique. He had a very nice build. And after she talked to him, she found out that he was 23. He was an active Marine. He had already been um, a Marine for four years prior, and he gained a lot of awards and medals. And so he was well established in his career. They start hanging out. They hit it off um, immediately. But what she doesn't tell him is that she's actually pregnant. So after they hang out for quite some time, she finally reveals to Marquise that, you know, hey, listen, I'm pregnant. I'm having my baby, uh, my fourth child. And he tells her, hey, no sweat. Like, I love children. So for Dominique, this is like she hit the jackpot. Not only does he care, he does not care that she has children, he doesn't even care that she's presently pregnant, he's willing to stick it out with her. Um, and she really looks forward to starting a life with Marquise. Now Marquise tells Dominique, hey, listen. I want to be with you. I want to build a life with you. But I am married to my high school sweetheart back in Montgomery, Alabama. And he explains that they are not getting along and he doesn't want to be married anymore. Um, And that he's finalizing his divorce. But it's the tale as old as time. There's a married man. He says he's getting a divorce. And guess what? He hasn't even filed the paperwork. But Dominique just is so enthralled with the potential of Marquise, what he's offering her at the time, which is financial security and love, that she just is blinded, unfortunately, by his words that are very like just even with a little bit of research or just a little bit of snooping around She would have found out that Ashley and Marquise were still very much married. But when you're young and you're in love, sometimes you can be stupid. So Ashley and Marquise um, were high school sweethearts. Ashley was 20 years old. Her name is Ashley McCarthy. And they eloped two years prior to Marquise meeting Dominique so they eloped in 2011 while Marquise was in North Carolina being stationed there Ashley decided to stay back in Montgomery Alabama and she lived with her father Ashley had no idea that Marquise was pursuing another woman that he was in North Carolina making all types of plans with Dominique she had no idea So Marquise is, of course, you know, sharing information, sharing half-truths with Dominique and completely lying to his wife, Ashley, back in Montgomery. And I think it was probably easier for him to do this because they were in two different cities. And when you don't know, you don't know. And I also think he took advantage of... Dominique and her love for him and he gassed her up and made her feel like you know I'm finalizing this divorce this woman is crazy we know how men do right so the two continue their relationship and Dominique gives birth to a baby girl three months three months after she meets Marquise. And Marquise becomes the financial provider that she's always wanted. He gets her an apartment. He starts taking care of her and her babies. He spoils her just as her parents did. And I want to circle back to the expectation of expecting. Dominique was so enthralled and so in the rapture of craziness, is what I'm going to call it, that she had been used to being spoiled by her parents. Now this man is throwing money at her, financial security, all that she wanted, plus some love. And she had an expectation of expecting, like, no, I expect for you to get a divorce. I expect for you to continue to take care of me. I expect for you to be here. And that greed that was there in that showed up in her life, even as a young child, that greed of being spoiled and always wanting more and more rears it its ugly head in a situation where there's an affair going on. And although she really doesn't realize that it's an affair, she does realize that this man is not officially divorced. So while I try to give her the benefit of the doubt that, you know, well, she didn't know and he was telling her this. What she did know was the facts, that his divorce was not finalized. And that is enough to not continue a relationship with someone. But let's continue. Back in Montgomery, Ashley was totally unaware, as I said before. She had no idea what her husband was up to. But what she does understand is that that direct deposit that's supposed to hit her and Marquise's account is no longer hitting anymore. And he's no longer paying bills back in Montgomery. He's no longer giving her access to their money. And she begins to call him and he just kind of completely ghosts her. Like she's never able to get in contact with him whenever she does. He, you know, he has Buku excuse excuses on why he can't talk to her at the time. And she just gets fed up. She's just like, what is going on? And if you know in the military period, in different types of military, Navy, you know, Marines, etc., that they have a very high honor code. You know, you can get in trouble for having an affair, right? And you can even get in trouble for not supporting your family. And because she... Because Ashley cannot reach her husband, Marquise is not responding back to her. She's like, you know what? I got bills I need to pay. I have things that we agreed that we were going to do together and you're not helping. So she decides to call his commander and lets him know like the deets. She's like, listen, this is the 411. Marquise is not supporting me financially. I'm his wife. I can't get in contact with him. I don't know what's going on. I just know that there's the, the two dots and connected two plus two, not equal in four. And so the commander immediately disciplines Marquis. Marquis becomes irate. Like if there was just another, it was like another thing happening to him while he's trying to maintain this affair in Wilmington, North Carolina, the fact that he's ghosting his wife it's just another thing for him, right? To be disciplined by his commander because of a situation that ultimately he created. He becomes irate because he feels like not only is Ashley messing with his career, she's also messing with his money. And he just can't have that. And it's at this time that I have found conflicting research. So in one of the research um, Like one of the news articles that I read, they say that it is at this time that Ashley calls up his commander and causes like a ruckus in his life that Dominique and Marquise start to plan the murder of Ashley. In another news report, it is said that that's not what happened. You know, he simply says, Marquise simply says to Dominique, listen, we're going to have to handle this situation with, with my wife because it's getting out of control. She's trying to mess with the money and I can't have that. And they agreed together that they would take care of it. And by take care of it, you know, it could have meant like, I'm going to get her to, to sign these divorce papers, like not, I'm going to take care of it and I'm going to put her to sleep with the fishes. It wasn't like that. So I don't know, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm presenting that to you guys and you, We can kind of talk about those two theories at the end, but that is where I had conflicting research. So I wanted to mention that before we go forward. After Marquise is reprimanded by his commanding officer, he decides to take a three-day trip to go back home. So he gets a three-day pass, I should say, to go back to Montgomery, Alabama. And it's at this point where him and Dominique decide that they're going to finalize the divorce. Um, or you could go with the theory that they had already made up in their mind that they were going to murder Ashley. Now, Dominique and Marquise make the nine hour drive to Montgomery, Alabama from North Carolina. And a friend of Dominique says that she mentioned that they were going to finalize Marquise's divorce. So that the friend's account kind of goes hand in hand with the account of, They were going to finalize the divorce and not necessarily going down there to kill Ashley. They arrive at Marquise's mother's house and around 8 p.m. that same night, Marquise calls Ashley around 8 and he lies and says that, hey, I'm going to jump on a flight from North Carolina to Alabama and I need you to pick me up at the airport around 11 p.m. Now, he's already in Alabama and You know, I'm not too sure why he decided to do that, but Ashley agrees. And in Ashley's mind, she's going to like salvage her relationship. They're going to figure this out. They're going to talk about it. And so she's going in good spirits, thinking that her and her husband are going to resolve their differences. Dominique Drops Marquise off at a store near the airport where Ashley would meet him, and they, and once Ashley arrives around eleven p.m., they begin to argue immediately. They argue from the store where she's supposed to pick him up all the way to the parking lot, and then the arguing resumes back in the car, and it becomes highly volatile. He pulls out his gun that he carries around for. As a Marine, he pulls out his gun and he holds Ashley hostage in her own car. They drive back to his mother's home. Upon arriving, he starts commanding Dominique to force Ashley in the trunk of her car. And Dominique is agreeing. She does as she's told. And he drives Ashley to, the, to a very wooded area and Dominique is following behind. When he pulls the car over, Ashley pulls the emergency latch hook in the trunk to escape. She gets out and she begins to run. Dominique is sitting or standing in the background kind of just like mystified on what's what's going on. Dumbfounded I should say. Just doesn't really know what is happening. Ashley runs away and Marquise is following her on foot with a gun in tow. He's shooting and he's missing, but he can't really see what's going on. It's super dark outside and he's just letting off shots. At this point, Ashley needs help. She needs somebody to come to her rescue. And it is just so unfortunate that while whether. Dominique knew this was going to happen or not this was Dominique's opportunity to act to tell Marquise no let's just go let's let's get out like no what are you doing like even help Ashley you know I feel like that would probably be more of a stretch but she decides to do nothing she literally sits back as Marquise pursues Ashley into the woods he finally hits his target, which is Ashley. He hits her. Um, he fires his gun twice and hits her in the back. Ashley collapses, but she gains enough strength to keep running. And she reaches it. She reaches someone's stairs before you reach the porch. He finally catches up with her, bated breath and all. He's exhausted. Ashley is literally pleading for her life as he approaches her. She's like, please do not shoot me. You don't have to do this. You don't have to do this. And he takes his gun and he literally puts it, puts it to her head, execution style and shoots her point blank in the head. And of course, this wound is fatal. Ashley dies and Marquise leaves her right there on the stairs, um, of someone's house he runs away back into the woods meets back up with with Dominique and is like it's done i took care of it they get everything they you know get Ashley's car they take it to an abandoned building a few blocks away from the wooded area and they go back to Marquise's mother's house they change their clothes And then they get back into the car and drive back for the nine-hour trip to Wilmington, North Carolina, and act as if nothing happened. Nothing happened at all. Now, the police get a phone call early the same morning. And they get a phone call from a woman who's walking her daughter to school, which I'm sure was incredibly horrifying, and she sees Ashley's body. She calls the police. The police um, identify Ashley's body. They get in contact with her father. And her father tells them that he was like, the last thing that Ashley told me she was going to do was to meet her husband so that they could work through their issues. She was going to pick him up from the airport. And they were going to work through their issues. And that's all I know, you know, of what where her whereabouts were that night. So this really kicks off the police investigation. They know exactly who they need to track down and talk to. And they look up cell phone records and find out that Marquise and Dominique were in the area on the night of the murder of Ashley. Now they bring Marquise in and Dominique in. And Marquis is like, no, I had nothing to do with that. I wasn't even in Montgomery. But when the police show him cell phone evidence of his own cell phone and its location, he can no longer lie. He's just like, yeah, I was there. And he tells the police, I got into, we got into an argument. She hit me in my face. I pulled a gun on her and in a fit of passion, I killed her. So he confesses like... This is what I did. And this was all just four days after Ashley was murdered. So the police did a great investigation. They were able to track down Ashley's killer fairly well. They charged Marquise with capital murder during a robbery. Once they charged him, he was discharged dishonorably from um, the Marine Corps. And Dominique tells police, because she's charged as well, Dominique tells police that she was there, but she didn't know he was going to kill her. She doesn't provide any clues on if it was planned or not. She doesn't say um, his involvement. She's just like, I heard shots and that's all I got. Even throughout this whole process, she's still worried about Marquise. She's telling her friends as she's locked up, like, I still love him. And you could tell she's not giving the police any, um, any evidence against Marquise. Like, she's just holding her tongue because she doesn't want to necessarily rat out on him or say anything that would be against him. But she also is protecting herself as well, saying, well, I don't know. Like, I had no idea what he was doing. They both plead guilty because the death penalty was on the table. Um, Dominique um and Marquise both receive a life sentence. Dominique loses her family and her children. Um, she claims that she wished she would have done more in that situation. She wished she would have got Ashley the help that she needed. She wished that um she wasn't ever in that situation um just an update Dominique did receive her GD and will be eligible for eligible for parole at, at 32 now this case did take place in 2013 um so you know to this day she's still not out so although she was eligible she um that doesn't mean you're you're going to get paroled right so it just means that's when you can go up for your first parole Three of her children are being raised by her family and one was adopted. Dominique and Marquise, of course, no longer communicate. And I wanted to just highlight something about Ashley McCarthy, because I think a lot of times in these cases, we focus on the people who committed the murder. And I think there's a fascination there, like you know, why would you do this? Why would you do this evil crime? Like, this is just ridiculous. What led you to do all of that? That sometimes we can forget the victim who was lost. And Ashley had, she died not knowing why she was even dying. Like, you know, she had no idea that her husband was cheating on her. She was totally blindsided. And Ashley was remembered as being such a good person. She did a ton of volunteer work for homeless people and um elderly people at nursing homes. She was very dedicated to her volunteer work. And her father said he suspected that the ultimate goal why Marquise decided to murder Ashley was because he was seeking the life insurance money after she was deceased. That's what he wanted. Um And this was a, I want to say the 15th um, deadliest shooting in Montgomery. If you don't know, Montgomery and Birmingham have a lot of, they have a high rate of homicide. And so, The fact that the police were able to solve this as quick as they can just four days after Ashley passed away. It's just comforting sometimes to know that the police are actually doing their jobs, right? Like, especially in cases that have to deal with people who look like us, who are of color. And it's just, it's encouraging to know that they are, they are working and they were able to find Marquise and Dominique very fast. I mean, Marquise and Dominique were super, super sloppy in how they carried out this crime, but I'm thankful that they were able to get these people off the street because they are capable of just sheer evil. I want to go back to the theories before we conclude our case for the day. The two theories that I talked about was after Ashley called Marquise's commander's And he was reprimanded. He became very irate and angry. And it is at that point that he decided that he needed to deal with Ashley once and for all. Now, the first theory says that it is at that point in time that Dominique and Marquise decide to murder Ashley. Because they need to get rid of her. Another theory is that while... Ashley said, yeah, we need to take care of her. She really meant signing the divorce papers. Like, we need to get this nipped in the bud, have her sign the divorce papers so we can be free of her. And it really was Marquise who had it in his mind the entire time that he was going to murder Ashley to take care of her for once and all. And it wasn't until they were in the wooded area that she realized his true intent of wanting to kill Ashley. So I believe that they wanted to deal with Ashley once and for all after he received that, after he was reprimanded by his um, commander. And I say that because the fact that he lied about going to the airport and, and this like this elaborate plan to get her to pick him up at the airport. And then while he's there, an argument ensues and then he pulls out a gun. I feel like that was all premeditated. Right. In my mind, that was all premeditated. You wanted to get her um, in a space where she was isolated, alone. I believe that Dominique was waiting at the house with I'm waiting at the house for him. And I think that Dominique planned it. But in her mind, she was just like, well, I'm not going to do it. I believe they talked about it. Like, I'll do it. I'm I'm in the Marines. I've killed before. I've discharged a gun. And I'm going to just, I'll do it. You know, you don't have to worry about shooting the gun. You just have to help me get her to this place. And I believe that's what happened. I believe they planned that out. And the reason why I say that is because Dominique had this expectation of expecting. She wanted things to go her way. And she wasn't going to allow anybody to stand in the way of that. And although I am pretty convinced, I'm like almost 100% convinced that she did not really know what was going on, like as far as the, um, she didn't know that. He was still really married and the divorce papers were never signed. I really do believe that she had no idea about that. But I believe that sometimes you can get so laser focused on the other woman being the other woman, you know, like the wife just being the pain in the butt and she's causing all these problems and she's so crazy. And I believe that he gaslit her. You know, I hate to use that word because I feel like that's such a plug word now, but he really gaslit her. He poured gas on the fire. Like, yeah, she's crazy, babe. Like she want all my money. And if she get my money, I'm gonna take care of you and the babies. And, and for and for Dominique, that's all she ever wanted. You know what I mean? Like she wanted to, you know, live life in the lap of luxury with doing no hard work. She wanted somebody else to do the hard work. She wanted somebody else to do the heavy lifting. And she was content to sit back like a fat rat and eat cheese. And I feel like that is demonstrated throughout her entire story. From the time we meet up with her when she's young, how her parents spoiled her, how they never really wanted. They never really commanded that she do more, that she put in work like she was just literally fed on a silver spoon like the whole entire time. And then Marquise comes into her life and he continues to do the exact same thing. So that's why I feel like I can confidently set my theory on number one, that they planned that out and whether they planned that out like all before they left to go to Montgomery or they planned that out on that nine hour trip, they planned that out. It was a plan that was executed. You know what I mean? And maybe not every piece was planned, but I guarantee you most of it was. So that's the first theory, right? So let's explore the second. Ashley, not Ashley, but Dominique really didn't know what he was doing. She felt like they were just going there to get her to sign divorce papers. My problem with that is why did you even need to go, Dominique, if that was the case? Like, you don't need to help. You don't need to help with that. And even if you thought that going there, at the point when he decided that I'm pretty sure he told you drop me off at this store by the airport because she gonna come pick me up. You didn't ask any preliminary questions. You didn't say why are we doing this. Like I thought, she, I thought you were just gonna get her to sign, sign the divorce papers or let me see the divorce papers. How about that? Like I feel like I can't get jiggy with that story. Even though her friend seems to corroborate that Dominique was like, oh, we're going down to Montgomery so she can sign the divorce papers. It just seems sketch. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's so many things that you, that I believe. It's like, even if that were the case, at some point, you knew what he was up to. Whether you knew it when he dropped, when you dropped him off at the store, maybe he had a good convenient excuse there. But when you were in the woods and Ashley was in the trunk and you commanded Ashley get in the trunk, what were you thinking then? Like, it just doesn't jive that you knew nothing until it was executed. I just don't believe that about her. She... Everything that we know about this story, it seems that she was very in tune with some things that were going on. And, you know, I know common sense ain't common, but, you know, the math ain't math and two plus two equals four. At some point when this man was shooting in the woods at this woman who ran away, even if you realize thing and it had an epiphany, you could have said "But boy, get, get in the car. We're not trying to shoot this lady. Where's the divorce papers? What's going on? I feel like so many things could have been done even in that moment. And I feel like that's a harder theory for me to swallow than the first. The first just seems to work for me. So you guys have to tell me what you think when it comes to this case, which theory works in this scenario that we're given ultimately we really don't know right because at the end of the day she still kind of covered Marquise's butt you know and she covered her own she made sure she did that beyond anything else so I feel like the story or the lesson in this story is so clear like it's so obvious if a man tells you that he is married child And he can't produce no final finalized divorce papers. Don't talk to him because you're asking for trouble. Like, and whether you ascribe to the Bible or not, it literally says in the Bible, divorce, not divorce, but affairs lead to murder. And if you were true crime junkie, you know, that's true. You know, that's true. It always leads to murder. And this case is so similar to a case that I Did early in our TikTok time, um, which was about a girl and this cop was cheating on her and she was newly engaged and she had no idea that he was cheating on her. And she died not even knowing that he was the one who brought this drama in her life. All Marquise had to do was divorce his wife, but he couldn't risk her getting some of his money so that he could take care of and continue to spoil Dominique, he couldn't risk that. But I'm just saying, like, why don't people just divorce? It's not that deep. And you can't blame it on anything else than people are just evil. They're just evil. So I feel like our lesson is as women, you know, don't let these these men gaslight you. If they're divorced, let them show you that paperwork and don't pursue anything with them. Because once you get caught up, You're caught up. It's hard to get out of that entanglement, as Jada Pinker would say. It's super hard to get out of it. So you guys tell me what you think about this case. Once again, a reminder for our giveaway winners, make sure that you reach out to me within the next week. I'm going to give you all a week. And if I have to give you all more, I'm cool with that, too. I will be dropping an episode this Friday for you guys. So be on the lookout for that as well. Until next time, this is your host, Seth. Tune back in to Murder in the Black. Hi, ladies. My name is Jamita. Um, I am just now listening to um, the podcast from Thursday. This is Monday, August 1st. And you said something that just made me feel so elated. Your parents are from Flint, Michigan. So am I. Flint Town, all day. Ladies, keep doing what you're doing. I love it. Take care. God bless.